Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org. AM850 here in the St. Louis area. It's time now for our moment of faith with Pastor Doug Nicely at uh, Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. That's where he's the pastor of. Good afternoon, Doug. Good afternoon, Gary. Good to talk to you, friend. So today uh, we want to talk about the third petition of the Lord's Prayer, right? Yes, I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, and as I've mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, since there are seven petitions in the Lord's Prayer and uh, seven days of the week, this would be a good prayer to pray on Tuesdays. Okay. Just keep that in mind, all right? Great. So here's the third petition. Let me give you a little bit of an overview on it first. Uh, In his comments on the third petition of the Lord's Prayer, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Martin Luther once more reminds us the good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also. And, and that's the issue. He, said, he talked about that being the case last week when we talked about that kingdom come, that it may come to us also. And he used that phrase again this time. Uh, so once again, we have a contrast here between what the world around us believes are the priorities in our lives as opposed to what the kingdom of God teaches us. And uh, go learn a lesson from Martin Luther this week. Okay. Back back in the late 1520s, uh, Martin Luther wrote what we now know as the small catechism. And he wrote it, um, as I've mentioned on a number of occasions, in order to teach the Christian faith to his own kids. But one of the reasons why it was important for him to write it when he did was that he took a survey, he and several other leaders of the church in Saxony, to find out how the Reformation was going, since it had been around for about 12 years at that time. And the purpose of the survey was to find out how deep the Reformation teachings had penetrated from the academic centers of learning to the local congregations. Luther boils over when he saw what he heard while surveying the, in the preface to the Catechism. This is one of my favorite quotes, which nobody hardly ever quotes, because <laughs> it's not exactly a positive uh, paragraph. He said, Dear God, what misery I beheld. The ordinary person, especially in the villages, knows absolutely nothing about the Christian faith. And unfortunately, many pastors are completely unskilled and incompetent teachers. Yet they're all supposed to bear the name of Christian, to be baptized and to receive the Holy Sacrament, even though they do not know the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, or the Ten Commandments. As a result, they live like simple cattle or irrational pigs. And despite the fact that the gospel has uh, returned, they have mastered the fine art of misusing all of their freedom. Whoa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's an interesting commentary on what's going on in the world today, too. Yeah, irrational irrational pigs... (laughs) Yeah, the rational pigs. <laughs> yeah, well, Melissa was really good at uh, making absolutely sure that everybody knew what he was thinking. Uh, right. As I mentioned on a number of occasions, he probably would have been great on Twitter. Probably. <laughs> Twitter probably would have banned him. <laughs> That's right. They probably would have. <laughs> but so uh, today I'd like to talk a little bit about how, how uh, the kingdom of God comes on earth as it is in heaven and not the way most people would expect even some people who consider themselves to be holy. In order to do that, I'd like to go back to a uh, Bible translation um, 
Bible translator from the 20th century named J.B. Phillips. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Yeah, I believe I've heard you talk about him before. Okay. Well, his book is called, um, uh, he wrote a book based on probably the most the most popular of all the sermons in the history of the world, and that's Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. And uh, specifically, he talks about the most uh, famous of those three chapters in, in terms of verses, when he talks about the Beatitudes in Matthew 3, uh, 5, 3 to 12. And uh, he says the clearest definition for the purpose of life would be to uh, take these principles, the Beatitudes, the blessed, and, uh, and explain what they mean. He uses the word happy as opposed to uh, blessed, but it means the same thing. And this comes from his book, Your God is Too Small. He wrote, Most people think happy are the pushers, for they get on in the world. Happy are the hard-boiled, for they never let life hurt them. Happy are they who complain, for they get their own way in the end. Happy are the blasé, for they never worry over their sins. Happy are the slave drivers, for they get results. Happy are the knowledgeable men of the world, for they know their way around. Happy are the troublemakers, for people have to take notice of them. Jesus said, Happy are those who realize their spiritual poverty. They have already entered the kingdom of reality. Happy are those who bear their shame in the world's share of the world's pain. And in the long run, they will know more happiness than those who avoid it. Happy are those who accept life and their own limitations. They will find more in life than anybody. Happy are those who long to be truly good. They will fully realize their ambition. Happy are those who are ready to make allowances and forgive. They will know the love of God. Happy are those who are real in their thoughts and feelings. In the end, they will see the ultimate reality, God. Happy are those who help others live together. They will be known for doing God's work. The problem here is that none of these things that Jesus labels blessed or happy usually makes the news. So we have to look around us to see the will of God being done on earth as it is in heaven. It's there, and it makes the news in heaven. And that's what really matters. Our problem is that we have so many other ways of understanding truth and reality and this is just J.B. Phillips' way of trying to explain to us what the kingdom of God is all about, as opposed to what we think the kingdom of God is all about, based on what we think God's will being done on earth and is in heaven is supposed to mean. It may not uh, very well be that our belief in God's kingdom is coming on earth, as it is in heaven, is the single greatest challenge to living a life uh, that follows Jesus as our Savior. Uh, but it certainly probably is uh, in a, the most important principle. The Catechism teaches us that this all happens when God breaks and hinders every evil scheme of the devil, the world, and our flesh. While God strengthens us and keeps us steadfast in his word and in faith until the end of our lives. And that's, once again, not the stuff you hear in the news. Exactly. You want to lead us in a prayer? I can do that. Let me do that. Okay. Lord Uh, we like to make the priorities of our lives distracted by the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. Teach us to learn from Jesus and what your word teaches us, the reality that lives in both heaven and on earth. In Jesus' great name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much.
You're welcome, Gary. Talk to you next week about probably the most familiar of all the quotes from uh, the uh, Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay, look forward to it. Have a great day. You too. AMA 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. We are the messenger of good news.